Well, hello there. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to Advance Your Wealth with Homer Smith. I am your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. It's great to be back with everyone on the show today. And Homer himself is actually busy with a client at the moment, so you've just, you're stuck with me today on the show. We're going to be diving into a nice conversation. We've got Joseph Sakura joining us from over uh, at Aptus Capital Advisors. Joseph, an equity analyst over there. And we're going to be talking a, a lot about kind of the earnings season, a lot of what we've seen so far, you know, how the markets have been performing what we can maybe expect as we move deeper into 2023 so that you and yours can have a, an idea as to what we're expecting. So before we get into kind of the nitty of the gritty of the conversation, let's go ahead and say hi to our guest of the hour. Joseph, good to see you today. How are you doing? Yeah, doing great. It's a pleasure to be back on again. Absolutely. No, no, good, good to have you back. I know you've been busy of late. I'm sure you're being hit with a lot of questions from clients. Uh, look, Joseph, we're in the thick of kind of the earnings season at the moment. Why don't you start us off today by talking about just kind of what you're seeing so far on your end and, and uh, the conversations you've been having with Homer and his team? Sure. Yeah. So uh, where we are right now, we're roughly halfway through earnings season. If you look at S&P 500 issuers, um, and so far it's been pretty encouraging. Um, so roughly 80% of those companies that have reported have beat earnings. That compares to a 10-year average of 73%. Um, so you can see we're running a little bit above historical expectations. And some people are blaming now on the fact that earnings were revised lower um, going into this earnings season. But really, it's when you look through the earnings, it's kind of hard to chalk it up to anything other than pretty good performance. Now, that's the good side. The, the, the flip side of that is that typically when a company beats earnings, historically, you would expect that company to outperform the SP 500 the next day by one and a half percent. And we're seeing that um, uh, performance on the day after uh, earnings beat is being met with a market type of return. So not outperforming the S&P at all, whereas those missing have been severely underperforming the market. So what it's telling us is that perhaps some of this recent market run up we've seen over the last several months um, where the S&P has grinded higher, mainly on the back of earnings um, uh, multiples going higher. It's telling us that maybe a lot of that optimism has been priced in. So the market's not rewarding uh, beats like they have historically. That's good to know. And, and, you know, as we're kind of going our round robin about what we're seeing lately here in the markets, Joseph, let's take a look over at a recent meeting that the Fed's had. And it was just this past week as we're sitting down to record today's episode on August 1st. They met last week uh, and to end up raising the interest rates by 25 basis points. Let's talk about the implications of this, Joseph. What are what does this likely do uh, and what should we expect kind of for the uh, the duration of the remainder of the year? Sure. Yeah. So they raised rates 25 basis points. This was uh, fully priced into the, the market. Market expectations had been tuned to, to, to see this coming. Um, and at the voting level, it was a unanimous vote. However, if you really survey market participants, I think they're all over the, the board on this. A lot of people see inflation um, perhaps being a little stickier uh, than hoped for and want the Fed to continue to hike. Other people kind of take the... Uh, using the, the Wayne Gretzky metaphor, the skate to where the puck's at. They take the uh, approach that inflation is coming down. Therefore, we don't need to hike again because we're, we're trending in the, in the direction of 2% inflation. Therefore, why, why hike again when the trend's in our favor and you risk kind of driving the economy into a recession? Uh, but nonetheless, they, they chose to hike. 
They leave the door open to hiking again at least one more time this year and continue to kind of say the narrative that they're not going to cut rates anytime in the near future, certainly not this year. If you look at expectations for future hikes, uh, the market is saying maybe another hike this year, uh, probably not, but but maybe call it a 50-50. But then uh, going into 2024, they're expecting actually five rate cuts at this point. So 125 basis points of rate cuts next year, um, which really doesn't align with the, the Fed narrative or a lot of the market action kind of that, that you've seen. Um, just because if you would expect mm-hmm. uh, cuts to that degree, you'd probably expect something going wrong in, in the economy to some degree. And that's just not being really priced into equities at, at the current moment. Sure. Definitely something for us to keep our eye on. Uh, Joseph kind of switching gears now, turning towards, uh, you know, inflation as a whole. July 12th inflation, you know, obviously earlier this past month showed, uh, uh, you know, the month of June just having 3% inflation year over year. Obviously, that's an encouraging number compared to what maybe we've seen in the past. Is Can we say inflation is largely behind us or could we maybe expect a resurgence of it as we finish out the year? Yeah, again, very polarizing topic there. Uh, so the trend of inflation has been very encouraging. It's come down from over 9% to now the reading we saw in, in June was just 3% year over year. Um, so that trend has been very encouraging. Two recent uh, points of concern, though, that, that could say that inflation maybe is not totally behind us. One is that, okay, if you, you know, if you have had a job in the last three years, you're probably making quite a bit more than you were three years ago. However, wage inflation has largely trailed general consumer inflation this whole journey until the last month. Wage inflation actually came in higher than than the CPI reading, than the general inflation reading. So what that says is that wage inflation, to some degree, is is sticky. But it also says if, if consumers are earning a real wage increase, then they have excess capital to continue to spend. And that's what's been driving inflation, inflation to some degree, along with supply constraints, for the last three years. So that could be something that keeps inflation higher, especially when we're in a very tight job market. And then secondly is commodities. Uh, Commodities, especially oil, uh, played a huge part of the inflation story in 2022. If you look at year-over-year inflation drops from May to May 2022-2023, they came down huge, but a lot of that was on the back of commodities. During that time period, the Bloomberg Commodity Index was down 28%. But if you look from June 1st of this year until now, or August 1st today, so two-month period, the commodity index is up uh, over 8.5%. The gasoline futures are up 30% during that time period. Um, We know gasoline obviously has a a huge impact on consumers' ability to spend excess discretionary income into other parts of the market. If you're paying more at the pump, something you have to do, then it means you're curtailing spending somewhere else. And actually, there's some studies done that show that a one one cent increase per gallon in the price of gasoline um, curtails annual consumer spending uh, by one and a half billion dollars. So we're not talking about small moves here, and we're talking about noticeable trends that are starting to develop in the commodity complex. So if that starts to reemerge, then you got to think that inflation isn't entirely behind us at, at this point. Yeah, no, really interesting points there, Joseph. And so, so Joseph, looking at all these different elements at play here, you know, with the, the way the earnings season's been looking, obviously with your comment there about eh, maybe we're not totally behind inflation. Uh, 
could you kind of review with us, give us kind of an overview on the situation uh, in terms of the general bear versus bull market case, bring our audience back up to speed on that. I know we chatted about it in a prior episode, but let's, let's bring that back into the fold just to, to hit on it today. Sure. Yeah. I'll touch on a couple points on both. Uh, the, the main bull case with, um, uh, with the market is just the consumer uh, employment continues to be low. Uh, XX savings continue to be high. Consumers are spending, they're getting out, they're doing, and that's driving GDP. That's driving uh, company earnings. It's really been the force that's kind of buoyed this market higher. And that sentiment just really has continued to, to grow over the course of this year. As coming into this year, so many um, market commentators expected the consumer to crack and the market to break. And that just, that just hasn't happened. There hasn't really been signs showing yet that that's happening in, in a material way. Um, on the flip side of that, you can point to a number of different kind of things that show that there is cause to be concerned. But I guess the one I'll just, for the sake of brevity that I'll point on is not so much a particular data point that says things are getting worse, but it's just the fact that markets are starting to become much more complacent than they were at the beginning of the year. Um, you got a situation where uh, earnings per share uh, for companies on a year-over-year basis is actually down. A lot of that's driven by the, the earnings provisions in, in energy and how that's come down. But nonetheless, they're down on a year-over-year basis, and yet the market is, is up quite a bit, and the Federal Reserve has continued to raise quite a bit. Um, you've had a situation where manufacturing PMI numbers are down, uh, again, in quite a severe way. But if you look at credit spreads on bonds that show the, the – um, kind of the um, given indication of how nervous people are about the credit quality of different issuers, those credit spreads are actually quite a bit lower than they were. They're as low as they've been going back to kind of the beginning of 2022. Um, so you have this situation in the market where there's, of course, a not 0% chance um, that we do still enter a recession or we do um, ha have a period of below trend growth or things that could, that could call to issue for markets. And yet they're just not being priced in, in in the moment. If you look at valuations, if you look at the volatility index, if you look at credit spreads, kind of really across major uh, metrics that we look at, they're, they're just showing a lot of complacency. So um, if anything, it was the opposite of that that drove markets higher at the beginning of the year. Markets were very vigilant. They were concerned. Um, but now we've kind of see ourselves in a bit of a flip side situation where if we do have any negative surprises or anything that scares to the downside, then you're not positioned in such a way to really defend against that. No, no, it's, Joseph, this is all really, really beneficial information for the folks out there. Uh, Joseph, as we bring our conversation to a head today, uh, you know, there's been a good market update in terms of where we stand here. We're sitting down again to record this on August 1st. Joseph, uh, you know, if you had to bottom line it for folks out there, any big key takeaway from today's discussion, what would it be? And, and why would you why would you want them to make sure that they take this to heart? Yeah, sure. I think one thing we do differently Um you know, in managing wealth is that we use we use hedges within portfolios, different option based strategies in order to basically provide insurance on, on portfolios. So that strategy, I think, makes more sense now than it has really any time in the recent recent uh, past, simply because the last point I made that markets are just being completely complacent about the risks that are out in the market. And when they do that, the price to insure anything goes down. So we are able to enact 
uh, hedges in portfolios, option-based strategies in order to help protect against drawdown while staying invested and enjoying uh, the upside that we've seen year to date. So I think that's one thing that we do differently and better than a lot of groups. I think that serves as an advantage to us. And I think it's particularly timely given, again, kind of the cheapness of an acting strategy like that, given the complacency that's in the market right now. This is good stuff. Joseph Sakura, equity analyst over at Aptus Capital Advisors. Really appreciate you carving some time out of your day to be with us. Thanks again, and uh, look forward to having you back on the show for maybe a recap, if you will, once we uh, get to the end of 2023 here. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, I enjoy doing it. Thank you. Of course. And hey, look, folks, we want to thank you for stopping by and spending some time with us today on the podcast. We know it was a quick one, but a lot of good information from Joseph and his team over at Aptis. Uh, look, if you took anything away from today's conversation that was beneficial to you, you learned a thing or two, make sure you hit that subscribe button then on whichever platform you checked us out on today. That way you never miss out on a future conversation where myself and Homer will sit down with someone and go through you know, a really unique wealth management topic so that you and yours can come out better for it on the other side. But for Joseph, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long today, but we appreciate you stopping by and being with us on Advance Your Wealth. All opinions expressed by Homer Smith are solely Smith's opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Integrated Wealth Concepts, LLC, Integrated, or its parent company or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated by Smith on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Smith as a specific inducement to make particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. Smith's opinions are based on information he considers reliable, but neither integrated nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. Smith, integrated, its affiliates and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided. Smith's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Neither Smith nor integrated guarantees any specific outcome or profit. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed by Smith or anyone else. Strategies or investments discussed may fluctuate in price or value. Investors may get back less than invested. Investments or strategies mentioned on this website or in the show may not be suitable for you. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned by Smith. Before acting on information you hear, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and strongly consider seeking advice from your own financial or investment advisor. Investment advice offered through Integrated Financial Partners, a registered investment advisor. Integrated Financial Partners provides investment advisory services through several doing business as names. The information in this material is for general information only and is not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Integrated Financial Partners does not provide legal, tax, mortgage advice, or services. Integrated Partners and Convergent Wealth Partners are separate entities from Aptis Capital Advisors.